the not very nice and anatomically inaccurate prophecies of Oh Lord Heal This Server. Travel Rainbow Serpent by False Premise Read by Literarian The moon came up over the Kukamandi Hills. It was very bright tonight. John Lingiari sat in the valley beneath the hills. It was a sacred place formed by the slithering movements of Ngalyat, as Lingiari's mob called him, the great rainbow serpent in the dreamtime. John knew the story well. It had been passed down generation after generation, a precious inheritance, and now the story belonged to John. John was connecting to the country, renewing his spiritual connection to the land. John knew who he was, he knew where he belonged, and that knowledge anchored him. John turned the goanna roasting on the hot coals of campfire in front of him, nothing like a bit of bush tucker, and blinked. Looked around, wonderingly. Excuse me, dear boy, he said to himself, out loud, in precise, enunciated tones. But have you any idea where I am? Who said that? John said with a start. His own mouth opened again and said in the same precise British accent, I did. John scratched thoughtfully. You taken the piss? Again, his own mouth answered, Certainly not, dear fellow. I'd just like to know where I am. You're standing on Benin land, John answered. The Windu Nation, in fact. That's my mob. Right. Very good. Very good. And where's that, then? John snorted. Typical. Bloody pom. He was about to say something caustic, something along the lines of if you're gonna steal it, you should know who it belongs to first, when the precise British voice seized his throat again. I don't mean to be rude, but I do need your help. John immediately softened. All right, I get that. Well, let's have a yarn about it and figure it out. Starting with this, who are you, mate? Where do you fit? Fit? Who is your mob, your family life, the people you belong to? Ah, the British voice answered, wobbling a little with sadness. I don't really know anymore, I'm afraid. Right, John said. He worried at his lower lip, tapping his fingers rhythmically on his own leg, and then he smiled as it all became quite clear to him. That's all right, I know. You aren't just using my voice box, you know, you're using my brain. I can see who you are because I can see him in my mind. Recognize him anywhere. You're now your lover. Oh, I think you must be mistaken. He has many names. Maybe you know another. The Rainbow Serpent. Serpent? Ah, yes. Well, we are friends the British voice said with a degree of polite discomfort. John snorted. You forget you are borrowing my brain. He tapped the side of his head. I can see it, clear as anything. The serpent wants to root you and you, you want to root him too. Excuse me? He 
he wants to give it to you, mate. John said with a chuckle. Oh, good lord! I'm in Australia, aren't I? Bloody oath you are. Oh, dear. I'm quite far from where I'm meant to be, I'm afraid. The precise voice spoke again through John, wavering with emotion. Exactly. You're meant to be with the serpent. He's your mob. That's what I've been trying to tell you. John replied. I... Yes, perhaps you are right. Yes, yes, you are right. Thank you, thank you, dear fellow. No worries, said John. He sat still for a while, waiting, just in case, but there was no reply. Eventually, he shrugged and went back to cooking his bush tucker and putting up his tent for the night. That'll be a story for the grandkids, meeting the Rainbow Serpent's wife. Aziraphale moved on.